that intro music. Do you all like that intro music? I like it. It's like soothing. Oh, what's good, bosses? We are live on Canvas Mom Boss, where we empower others to safely and confidently come out of the quote unquote green closet to modernize the perception of today's cannabis consumer while also providing business and entrepreneurship skills to create your own unique career path. I am your host, Jenny Blaze, and I am a cannabis mom boss, meaning I medicate with cannabis to enhance my health and wellness, and I advocate for this and for others as well um, if it is right for you. I don't think cannabis is a cure-all for everyone, um, but I know that firsthand, and I know for myself and for others who have had firsthand experiences that it's been life-changing. So yeah, but always remember, I am not giving out any medical or legal advice. This is for entertainment and education purposes only. Um, what else? What else? <laughs> I smoked just before. Um, but I'm still like, I can still multitask. I'm high functioning and I just want to make sure that I include all the information that I want to dump. <laughs> that just, that's not a good way of saying it, but, uh, no shame to anyone who indulges recreationally, um, with weed, but sometimes people think they're, they're smoking weed recreationally. Like, they equate it to having a glass of wine or something. I don't feel like it's like that at all. I don't like that comparison at all because I, if I have one glass of wine, I don't feel any benefits from that. I feel tired, sick. I might get diarrhea. Like it's just not, I, I've never drank and been like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. Um, but I do feel that way with weed. And um, on a future episode, I do want to discuss the difference between medical use versus recreational use. But for today, I got a slide. This is why you need to join me on YouTube so you can see the slides. But today I'm going to tell you all about one of my manifestations that came to fruition last year in 2022. It actually exceeded my expectations or even what I was shooting for. But um, before we do that, I want to make sure I, I remind you all to subscribe and turn on notifications so you don't miss our live sessions where we have our interactive chat. Hi, Serafina. I see you. We are live for Cannabis Mom Boss every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern, except for holidays or special occasions. Um, but if you're watching on Instagram, make sure you come over to YouTube. As always, if you miss the live stream, don't worry. You can always watch the replay on YouTube or listen to the audio podcast on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Or, I forgot to include this one, iHeartRadio. Yes, it is available there. 
Also, if you're a Bravo TV lover, you may know that I am the blaze behind the Bravo and Blaze show, which is live every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern on this same YouTube channel, but also on Facebook and Twitter. The audio podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. The handle is at Bravo and Blaze on social media platforms like Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, Snapchat, Pinterest. Don't Snapchat me, though. I need to, I need to take that out on my notes. Oh, I can't believe it's Thursday already. I want to all remind you, I, I want to remind you all that the Cannabis Mom Boss Manifestation Framework is live. This is where I go through all the tools that I've used to manifest my dreams and give you, I give you these tools through videos, worksheets, and activities to help you achieve real results. With the Cannabis Mom Boss Manifestation Framework, you also get a private and confidential one-on-one -on -one customized hype session with yours truly so that you have no excuses. There's no excuses. Link to the Cannabis Mom Boss Manifestation Framework is available in the show notes. All right. I'm going to start with my mom update of the week. So my oldest, she's the one who took an edible. Um, she's been wrestling and, you know, we've just been wrestling is taking up so much time. I can't believe I'm going to have to do this for like four more years just for one kid and then add on more activities, more sports for the other seasons. Basically, I'm living out of the car. I'm just in the car. <laughs> well, not all day, but I'm I mean, right now it's a significant amount of time. So. What better time to start a podcast because all of us moms were driving around our kids. Um, but yeah, she we've been like obviously monitoring monitoring her all her behavior, her grades, and making sure she's doing wrestling, which she loves. Um, I texted the principal today and I emailed her guidance counselor today because I just wanted to check in with them. They have like their big annual wrestling tournament this weekend and she wasn't able to participate in the last one because of her behavior so we gotta stay on top of it you know how these teenagers are but uh the four-year-old my four-year-old she's i said this i think last week i love this age because we can like have conversations and they're very simple basic conversations but it's just I love it because it's so pure and just uh it reminds me that you know it's like seeing a glimpse of humanity <laughs> for a minute hopefully she stays like that as long as possible um but she still wants to sleep with me like every night and bedtime is such a B because my two-year-old, you know, she's, she just is, is at the age where she knows she's 
bothering everyone or like not listening and she's smiling while she's doing it. But she's also potty training and she's just like picking and choosing when she wants to go right now, which is so annoying. But also together combined because they sleep in the same room. They have the same bedtime and everything, same bedtime routine, but it takes like two hours lately, sometimes, not every night, but most nights it's taking like two hours for them to finally stop coming out of the room. And I just can't handle that. (laughs) It's very frustrating and... I tried, I remember with my oldest, I had used a like super nanny technique where you just sit there, like you keep the door open and you sit in front of the door, but you don't look at them. You don't engage with them. And you just tell them before you sit there and like disengage, you tell them like, mommy's going to sit here. You're going to go to bed. And then, you know, whatever. I don't know. See you in the morning. I love you. Um, and I remember like any technique that I tried with my oldest back in the day when it was just me and her in Chicago worked so well to the point where she was like doing her own routine and would go to bed early and like clean up her own toys. And it was amazing. Like a two and three year old child. Well, not, and she was two to three years old. Um, but with these two. I don't even know. I don't know what to do with them. They're just, I'm like at their mercy. I think I'm too tired. A four and a two-year-old is a lot. And to have them in the same room. And then my Bravo shows are on starting at like eight sometimes. That's their bedtime. So it's like, messing up my routine and I love a routine. I thrive in a routine. So this is just, it's, mm, I don't feel, I need to like meditate more, do some more yoga or something. But also what we did this week, which I've been putting off for so long is finally took all their clothes out of the room between the two of them. And we also had like a bunch of I took everything out from the closet, from their drawers, everything, organized it, got rid of like old clothes that are too small, um, try to organize like which clothes go with what kid because, you know, like some of the four-year-old's clothes could be worn by the two-year-old, right? Like I don't have time to like, I don't know. All of this is a lot, no matter what you do, but We also threw out baby bottles, finally, and that was actually a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. And then we just had some other things lying around that we definitely did not need anymore. They were like for infants. So goodbye, deuces. We're past that stage and... I love a good purge. I love to clean out a room or just like redo a room and get rid of stuff. It's like one of my favorite things. I mean, I hate the process of doing it, but when it's done, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel amazing. 
like makes you want to work out or something. You're like, I should be a better person because look at look at my surroundings. Oh, Serafina says, I saw baby socks I need to throw out in the trash that is in their drawer. Yeah, that's what I did yesterday and over the weekend. It was, it's not a one day thing. It's not a one hour task. It's a whole, like a whole lifestyle. Lifestyle brand being a mom. Anyways. Whew. So... Okay, today, today's episode, I wanted to talk about something that I manifested in 2022. It came to fruition, but gave me more than what I even expected or wanted, really. So just to back up, if you're new here, um, I spent over 15 years in the corporate world. I left my corporate career for maternity leave with my second child. Um, and because I kept having more kids and COVID happened, even if I could get full-time childcare, which I think we might have full-time childcare soon. I have, I have to figure that out before the end of the week, which is tomorrow. Shoot. Um, but I wouldn't, I still don't have full-time childcare, so I wouldn't be able to work. And it's been like almost, it's been like four and a half years since I left the corporate world. And there was a period of time I didn't know really what I was doing. And I was just too focused on, you know, like having babies and, you know, this global pandemic and remote schooling my older child. And just, there was a lot going on. But then in February 2021, oh my gosh, it's almost two years ago, I started Bravo and Blaze, the Twitter account. I started because I needed some kind of like human connection outside of my house and my children. And so, and I always watch Bravo since before Housewives Days, like Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, um, Project Runway the original, and Kathy Griffin, My Life on the D-List. Watched that one too, flipping out. Watched them all. But I decided to just like dive in because I'm like, I can't do anything. It's not like I can go get a job. I don't even have childcare. What can I do around the time that I do have, you know, if I'm coordinating with my husband and – Luckily, I have my parents nearby, so they help out twice a week. But I'm like, I have my phone. I can read books. I can watch TV. I have a computer. What do I do with this? I just started live tweeting. I'm like, you know what? I'm doing whatever brings me joy, and it's Bravo right now. And my cannabis advocacy. I'm like, I didn't see a large presence in the Bravo world around cannabis advocacy. And they do touch on weed here and there on some shows, but I've never seen it in the way that I view cannabis being an extension of health and wellness. Like I don't equate it to, you know, like partying or anything like that. Like I look at it 
the same as like drinking tea. Like I actually think caffeine is scarier than cannabis. <laughs> I don't drink coffee. It scares me. Anyways, so I started live tweeting on Bravo and Blaze during the shows, and it was just like, oh, my gosh, these are my people. I found my people finally. We could speak the same language. Even if we weren't talking about Bravo specifically, we could talk about other things and be like, when I would explain something to someone, I could use Bravo as an example. I'd be like, like that one time when Luann, De La Seps, you know, and Bethany were going at it or whatever. And then we start laughing and it's like, it's common ground. It's great. I love this community so much. Um, but live tweeting turned into meme making. I was like, I just, this is part of my life now. Like we're just, I'm going all in. I might as well, you know, just have fun with it really. And started making memes. That was so fun, but it wasn't enough because then I was like, oh my God, I want to like some of the quotes that they would say, like, be cool. Don't be all like uncool or, you know, that's my opinion or this isn't my plate. You effing be those types of <laughs> that just brought me joy when I would see that because it also was like an inside joke kind of situation with other Bravo fans where if they if another Bravo fan saw one of my very niche <laughs> products, we would like get it and we'd instantly have like this bond. And I really and even if nobody bought anything, just making the merch, like designing it, doing the, di the digital design and then having it co come to fruition and like actually getting a t-shirt with Luann De La Sepp's mugshot on it. Like that just brought me so much joy. And I remember the, the first day I wore out any of my merch, I was like, I'm just going to go bold on this one. I wore my Luann De La Sepp mugshot t-shirt in New York city. And Right, And I was, like, very self-conscious about it. I'm like, oh, my gosh, are people going to judge me? Are they going to not get it? Are they going to think I'm, like, weird? I don't know. But I was like, you know what? I don't care. Oh, I love this shirt. It brings me so much joy. I'm just going to wear it. And almost instantly, somebody at this bougie rooftop bar or whatever in Manhattan, like, overlooking the water – Someone was like from a cabana because it was all cabanas, of course, like it's super bougie. Someone was like, I love your shirt. And I was like, oh my God. thank you. I made it. And so that just live tweeting turned into meme making that turned into merch making. And then I just wanted to keep going because I was having so much fun that I just started decided to start Bravo and Blaze the podcast. And I started the first Friday of 2022. So it's been just over a year. Um, I didn't even celebrate my one-year anniversary. I might do that tomorrow because I forgot. But my commitment last year was I'm going to – well, first of all, I had to beg 
my mother to watch my youngest one day a week because I had no, we had no access to childcare. And so she said yes. And I was like, okay, I have one day a week. I'm going to commit to doing one episode of Bravo and Blaze a week. I'm not going to have any expectations. I'm just going to do this for myself. And because I've never met a mic that I don't love. And I don't know. I don't like listening to myself, but I like talking to a mic. I don't know why. I have to explore that more. But I committed to doing it once a week unless there was some kind of special occasion or a holiday. Um, I didn't want this to ever intrude on being a mom first. So I thought, okay, as long as it, if it's like my kid's birthday, which was also kind of like my birthday really on the day, it's the day that I gave birth. But anyways, I mean, I feel like I should be able to take a day off and being a podcast host and producer, I have that flexibility. So that's what was great about this. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. My birthday was coming up. Um, it's the first week in March. So I just said to myself, okay, my first season will be – and because I, I didn't – of course I want to be like perfect and great and like super fancy, but – I got one day a week, okay? Let's just do what we can. The first season, I decided audio only. I'm not even going to mess with video because that's a whole other beast. Um, just mind you, I did study audio, video, lighting, and things things like that in college. But I graduated in 2004, and I didn't use any of it for my um, – for my professional career. So I kind of had to relearn everything. And actually I was expecting things to be drastically different from when I went to school, but actually it wasn't. It's just like way easier now. I'm like, oh my God, this is like, you could get things started up so much faster and so much easier than back in the day. And I think it was about a little over 10 years ago, when I first heard of a podcast, I was like, oh my God, I would love to do a podcast. And I remember being like, asking my friend, I was like, let's do a podcast. It would be so fun. And of course he's like, yeah, sure. But then when we got into it, it was like, okay, clearly we're on different pages. This is not, <laughs> this is not working, but I wish I did it by myself back then and just kept doing it because my biggest regret is not starting. Like, I can't even believe where I've gotten in just one year. Imagine if I started when I first wanted to, but actually had the balls to do it instead of feeling like I needed a crutch, like my friend. You know, so just do it, whatever. Anyways, so I had no expectations, really. I just wanted to do it. Um, I had audio only. I didn't have, I bought like a cheap USB microphone at Best Buy. I think it was like $30 or something. And I had a different laptop. I had a Lenovo Yoga. I don't know. It was Windows. Now I'm using a Mac. But, um, 
I was like, whatever, I can just do audio and if I don't have enough space, maybe I'll, you know, I'll put it in the cloud or whatever because that's, that can be an issue. <laughs> um, but the basic equipment I have and I just really needed my phone, that's about it. And I just made a promise to myself, like, I'm just going to do it. I don't have any goals of like, oh my gosh, I have to be the number one podcast in the world. Like, that's ridiculous anyways. But I also didn't have any expectations of having like a Bravo Leb on. I was shocked that I was able to get like a fellow content creator, let alone a Bravo Leb. But I got two Bravo Lebs in that first season. Really? Not, and again, like... I barely had a following. I mean, I had a following, maybe like, maybe like a thousand or two thousand. I mean, I still don't have that much. I'm I have less than six thousand right now on Instagram, but whatever. I just like was shocked the whole way through. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, this is like so fun and great. It's a lot of work, but. It's, it was amazing. It's hard doing it alone at first, but it's also the most rewarding. And I'm glad that I did it alone. And I'm glad that I'm doing everything on my terms because I don't want to feel like I have to, the whole purpose of me leaving the corporate world is to get away from feeling like my time is being owned by someone else. Like, I don't want to feel bad that, you know, I didn't send an email by Friday at 5 p.m. I mean, I still I do still have that when I work with people, <laughs> but everything as far as the podcast goes is is me. I'm the boss. I am controlling everything. So it's all under my rules. And so whatever. It's my the, I did my first season. I even had um Danny Suarez from Below Deck Sailing Yacht Season 2, who's now a single mother with that guy's baby. Ugh, I don't even want to say his name. Anyways, and I also got Jason Cameron from Winter House on that first season. And because Jason, Cam I got Jason Cameron, I was like, I didn't even think that I would get him. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to step it up. <laughs> this is, this is going to push me. And so I released, I did a video that was my first video podcast episode with Jason Cameron last year on Valentine's Day. I just did it like it was me pushing myself. And then after that, I did audio. But um, I'm glad that I did it. I learned something. Like it wasn't perfect. And I learned something about copyright, apparently, and YouTube. So I and I fixed everything. So it's fine. It's not like the best production, but it was my first podcast video. Like, give me a break. <laughs> Anyways, and it's so good to see now, looking back, how far I've come. And it's just really rewarding. But anyway, so I had the end of my season one, and I went, I took a break because I went to Jamaica for my 40th birthday. And at this time, I was, I think I got an email from Good Pods already saying like your podcast reached 
first, first they sent me an email saying your podcast reached number 11 in the top 100 indie TV reviews charts. And I was like, it didn't even register to me. And I was like, what are there, like 11 of them? And I got number 11? I just like dismissed it, didn't even pay attention. But then I think it was during this trip when I finally got to a chance to digest, I brought this book, The Housewives, by Brian Moylan. I brought this book for my, you know, my vacation reading or whatever. And I was like not really like reading, reading it because I was, you know, I was in Jamaica. But I kept revisiting it. And every time I started reading it, I got distracted because I have ADHD. And I was like, man, I have this podcast. This guy like wrote a whole book. Like that's so awesome. And then I started looking into like his career path and like what he did. And I was like, this is so amazing. He really turned his hobby (laughs) of watching Housewives into a career. And it's his career path. Like it's, I don't feel any like, like, oh, I wish this was me. Like, no, this is not my path. This is his path. But it's so refreshing to see that, oh, my gosh, this is something that could come to fruition someday. I don't know. Maybe a book. Who knows? But I was like, let's just start with, let me try to get him on the podcast. And this is me manifesting things. So the first thing I do is visualize it. So I'm looking at, here I have this. um, Shoot, did I show this? I think I did. Okay, so this is a picture. By the way, this picture, it's the picture of this book with an alpaca bowl. Get it? Alpaca bowl. From Sensi Box, by the way. Love them. Um, And this is, you know, with Jamaica in the background. And this picture, this tweet, got the most views and interactions I had gotten that entire for like the entire year at that point I was like what is going on it almost felt like I don't think this is part of the manifestation but maybe it is part of the manifestation like it felt like a sign like oh my gosh this is one of your biggest tweets I'm like it's my birthday I'm like thinking about my podcast I got that email I'm like is this possible? Maybe it is possible to get him on my podcast. Like that's just one small step. And then I started thinking about, okay, how do I make this a goal? And then I always do smart goals, um, which is in my cannabis mom boss manifestation framework. Um, but smart goals, it's, it's a, what's it called? Acronym. S is for specific. M is for measurable. A is for attainable, R is relatable, and then T is time-bound. So my SMART goal was to – well, I guess I started with the goal of just reaching out to him. I'm like, let me just reach out to him. Um, And let me try to send him a formal email And I remember this goes back to one of my other manifestations that has to do with Heather McDonald 
which came to fruition at BravoCon. Um, so I'll tell that story another day. But um, shoot, I lost my train. <laughs> so my goal was let's just get him. Let me get an email interaction with him so that I can someday tell him like, oh, my gosh, I manifested this. <laughs> that was like kind of my goal. And I wanted to do it. Um, in 2022, um, and before BravoCon, which BravoCon wasn't until October. So I had plenty of time. Um, first I reached out through DMs, then, um, then I think he just gave me his email address. And so then I was like, oh yes, I, um, wrote a very professional email, I went back to my professional background. I was like, I know how to approach. I know what to do. Um, and then he freaking agreed. <laughs> like, how crazy is that? Okay. So as I'm like, oh, my gosh, he said yes. So the first thing I do is create a calendar invite. Get it on his calendar with a Zoom meeting already set up with instructions how I wanted to make the experience seamless for him in every way possible. I didn't want him to be to feel overwhelmed. And I also didn't want to make things too complicated. Um, so I sent everything out and I also had like a pre I told him, you know, I'll send you um, an email couple of days before the recording with just some like basic questions and instructions, um, things like how do you want to be introduced and what, what do you want to promote and, you know, things like that. Um, so everything was very professional. I was on top of it. I did all my research on him. Um, I read, I read his book, obviously. I watched some interviews he had already done on other podcasts, because this book came out, the reason why I, re I was reading this at the time, so this is last year in the beginning of March, was because David Quinn's book was coming out. And I remember seeing this one. I was like, how many books are there out there? And then that's when I remembered, oh, I saw Brian Moylan. So I was like, let me read this one first, because David Quinn's was coming out in like a month or two, I think. Or maybe it had already come out. I don't know. Um, which I do have that book too. I haven't read it yet. Um, so, so I get him on and, uh, I'll put a, I, I think the link is in the show notes to that interview, but I was blown away. Number one, I read this and like, you know how there's gossip in the Bravo world and like, I don't know. At this time, I was very, like, green. So I'm like, I don't know what's going on. He, this guy wrote a book. I don't know if it's, like, people look look at it as, like, you know, like, it's great or whatever. I don't know what their reviews are, really. I just wanted to, like, go in and see for myself. And one chapter, he – it's called – I think it's chapter nine. Let me open this. You need to get a hobby when fandom is a full-time job. So I started reading that and I was like, oh, my God. He mentioned like these big accounts, like Two Judgy Girls, Best of Bravo, some other accounts. 
he's talking about how they turned their love for Bravo into like businesses and how there's all these people selling merch on Etsy. They have their own, like their own shops online. There's meme accounts. Um, like I said, podcasts. Also, more recently, I think, I think in December, a new like off Broadway show based on Housewives was released. Like that's that's awesome. Like there's like this fandom business going on, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm an idiot because I was doing this not realizing like, oh yeah, other people are doing this too, and they like actually made it a business. So I was like wait, maybe I should focus on this. Maybe this can be something. So, um, oh my gosh, it was just so nuts. Everything. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> I can't believe this happened still, but you can see here I had Brian on the show. I got to pick his brain. It was everything, but the insight he gave me into his experience with writing this book and with Bravo and the first Bravo con, I actually like it changed me <laughs> because if you go back to the episode again, the link is in the show notes. Brian was banned from Bravo con the first one before COVID because he was writing this book and there's like, Interesting tea that I'll just say this. It made me look differently at Bravo. I'll be honest. I was like, you don't support other women or men or thems, you know, just kidding. But I was just like, wow, Bethany. Wow. I don't know. Cause at the time I was like so naive and like blissfully unaware of like anything really of behind the scenes with Bravo. Cause I, that's not really a goal of mine is to like work for Bravo. Cause I don't want to work for anyone. <laughs> My goal is to not work for anyone. So yeah, I'm like, I would love to work with people and do collaborations and things like that. But I never felt this need to like work for them. But if they ever, reach out to me at that time, I would have been like, hell yeah, let's go, you know, whatever. But then after that interview, I was like, kind of like, like, I don't know, things just shifted and my perception changed a lot. And I don't know, I felt somewhat defeated, but I don't know. It was, you know, entrepreneurship is like this, you go up and down. But I remember being like, Okay, this is extremely disappointing, but I can't like I don't rely on Bravo. Just like I said, I don't want to work for anyone like I don't work for them. I don't like this is my own thing and I'm still going to move forward with my passion and leading with purpose and I even debated, like, should I not go to BravoCon? But I was like, no, I'm going to BravoCon. <laughs> I will still support them by buying a ticket. But I went and it was pretty amazing because I not only I decided, you know what? I'm going to go to BravoCon on my terms. 
I'm also going to have my own show. I, like I said, I focus on my goals. I focus on staying authentic and true to my values. I worked hard. I did as much as I could given my current circumstances as a mom with, you know, this pandemic going on and things are starting to open up. In the end, as you can see here, I got my own sponsored show before BravoCon, BravoCon Eve, I like to call it. And also I had, which was sponsored by Frankie Smoke. That's our banner in the background. But I also worked with all of, I had these brand partnerships that are unbelievable. Cantrip is one of them. I literally had these sponsorships where, and partnerships where they wanted me, you know, like we had a symbiotic relationship where I was helping them by, you know, bringing their products into this new community. And I was able to, you know, give some gifts out to not only the people who came to my show, but then Bravo Lebs at BravoCon. So it was like a win-win situation. But not only that, I was like, Oh my gosh, in SVIP, I see none other than Brian Moylan there who had been banned prior. And I was like, oh my gosh, because if you all remember before BravoCon, they announced the moderators like a week or two before. It was like very close. And when I saw Brian Moylan's name on there, I wanted to cry. I was like, you know what? And it wasn't about like who Bravo is or anything like that, but it was like, this is amazing. Like he still went on with his passion, his path. And he got to a point where he was hired by Bravo to work there. Now, I don't know if that's one of my goals. Maybe it is. I'm not sure. I have to think about that some more. But I thought that was amazing. Not only was he living out, you know, like he busted through that, you know, low point of being banned. <laughs> So now moderating at BravoCon and I got to meet him finally in person, like after, don't forget about six months earlier, I was just reading his book, not even thinking about any of these things happening. Like how freaking amazing is that? That to me is true manifestation and the power of leading with your passion and even if you have big, big dreams, like it may not happen overnight, but if you keep working at it and take it step by step, you celebrate your small wins, you will get there. And I don't know how much more proof I can give you all. <laughs> um, Yeah, I just, I'm so excited. That is just one thing that I manifested last year. Just one thing. So I want to just remind you all, if you haven't already, sign up for the Cannabis Mom Boss Manifestation Framework for the self-paced crash course and personalized one-on-one -on -one session with the ultimate manifestation hype queen, yours truly. Check out the show notes for links to all the man manifestation offerings available. Um, 
There's different offerings that may suit your needs better, but I want to thank you all for joining me today. Please make sure you are subscribed. And if you took anything away from this show today, please do me a favor and please share it with someone you think it would resonate with or who could maybe take something away from this video as well. And I see you, Angelina Rose. Thank you all for joining me in the chat. Oh, I love, I love all these bosses. My girls and guys and thems. I don't want to, I don't want to exclude anyone. All right, everyone, make sure you tune in tomorrow for, for Bravo and Blaze at 12 p.m. Eastern. And we'll see you next week. Um, boss live Thursday. 1 p.m. Eastern. Stay lit, fam.